If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Unlocked. It's episode 410 of the world's number one Xbox show. Coming up on this week's episode, we're talking more Gears 5, this time multiplayer with the great Miranda Sanchez as she's been uh, diving through Horde versus Escape. Lots to, to cover there. Plus, Borderlands 3, the review is out. The word is good. Uh, we'll talk to these two boys adjacent to me about that. Uh, also, some uh, big staff changes at T uh, Tango Gameworks about their big new project that just got announced at E3. Uh, some interesting new looks, a little teaser of the next Resident Evil game, plus some some uh, Banjo-Kazooie news from Rare, but with a twist. It involves Nintendo. We'll talk about all that and more coming up on this week's Unlocked. What's happening, my friends? I'm Ryan McCaffrey. To my right, Destin Legary. Bam! Number one Xbox show. Love it. Ooh. <laughs> I love the energy. <laughs> and and the, what I like best is the stone-cold stare That's at the right. camera. Just I'm hold that. The audience. <laughs> right afterwards. Uh, Mark Medina, good to see you again, sir. How's it going? I'm, I'm going just the, the opposite. opposite. Yeah, just going, staring at you. Yeah, just okay. low, low key. I do appreciate the attention. Hey. I'll take it. That's not. Gonna, that's not gonna last. <laughs> Miranda Sanchez, how are you? Hello, I'm very good. Kind of sleepy. Yeah, well, oh, you've been good. playing a lot of Gears Five. Uh, real late playing Gears. Yeah, having to fight Xbox Live a little bit. A tad. A little yeah, bit. I, I mostly most of my experience was fine. It, like the first day, of yeah. course, with anything, oh, we'll get yeah. into it. Um, Microsoft is having some troubles. Yeah, well, let's. You know. I mean, that that is the place to start here because you know we talked talked about my campaign review last mm -hmm. week. Uh, you've got by the time anyone sees this or hears it, your multiplayer review should be up. It's, I I hope so. <laughs> I don't know. It's about to be out of my hands, which is a little worrisome, and I've never really had to do this before. Yeah. Uh, so I have to go to Japan tomorrow, but I also have to get this multiplayer review done. It is written. It's about 2,000 words because I can't help myself. I tried <laughs> to hold back. The hand's like, you can put a little more here. I'm like, I knew it. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, a lot to say about multiplayer because there's there's a lot to it. Like, it's not just one simple thing. Like, the Coalition does such a great job of making something that's really big. 
yeah. for well, everything else. We we don't actually have a lot of other stuff to talk about last this week because, <laughs> gonna, yeah, roll up those sleeves. We, we recorded late last week because of, I forget why, and we're the recording- gears. The gears embargo. Right. And we're recording mm-hmm. early this week because you're off to Japan. Mm-hmm. I'm at the Apple event all day tomorrow covering that for IGN, so it just made sense. Let's get in here now. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of a quiet. It's only been like five days, five <laughs> business days, if that, since we last did a show. In fact, no, not even. Like not two. Even. Yeah. Two business days. <laughs> so, Gears 5 multiplayer. Uh, it's, it's, Gears has always had solid multiplayer. How are you feeling about 5? Real great, y'all. <laughs> um, should I just go ahead and say my score? You can do whatever you want. It's cool. your, yeah. Yeah, that's true. You can do it. Um, so, I'm going to give it a nine. Which I know so real amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's like fantastic. It's it's been such a fun thing, and I'm so grateful that I was managed to get enough friends together to play Horde. Like I yes. was like my Dota team, get off Dota, play Horde, and so that's pretty much what we did. It was really great, just because um, there's so much to do in multiplayer, and me and my friends, the way we play is not necessarily in like the competitive PvP, but it's like PVE stuff sometimes mm-hmm. when we're doing different things, and so like being able to go off and do that was a lot of fun. Um, that aside, the critical assessment part is that each of these modes is made so well. And I think the coalition's done a really great job of taking risks on trying to offer things for other kinds of Gears fans. Um, so for me, I do like Gears multiplayer a lot with Versus, but it's definitely one of those shooters where you have to spend a lot of time in to get back into that groove, right? Yeah, like yeah. the movement's so different. Like it's, a, it's heavier, but smooth and how you're supposed to slide and like wall bouncing is important if you want to really get into that kind of stuff um also you have to have like a very good i guess reflexes with your with your nasher like if you're not winning those mm-hmm. like up close battles mm-hmm. then you're just gonna just be frustrated okay, and fine. have a hard time yeah so it's such a big thing and where that's actually not a big thing is an arcade. So it's a new versus mode, which is my favorite thing. Like I, mm, again, you tell. so yes, I do love the rest of versus like rank's still there. Um, you get your class, like classic quick play, which is everything else from versus. Um, but then arcade is its own queue where you pick a character and that character has its own set loadout. Oh, you can okay. have multiple versions of that. Like no one, everyone can overlap. And then um, as you earn skulls through killing people or putting oh. people down, um, or if you just die enough, you get like a second wind skull. Like it's a like, pity skull? Cool yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, you can just start buying premium weapons. So you can buy like the Marksa or you can buy um, like rocket launcher lancer rifle. Yeah, or you can yeah. buy boom shot. Like you can buy incendiary grenades. Like, it's all tied to that character you picked, but you can change. If you didn't like what you picked, you can change it and you keep your skulls. And so nice. it's a little bit more chaotic in that because you have so many different kinds of weapons on the field as soon as people start getting kills. Um, that mode is tremendously fun. It is so good. Mm-hmm. And I just, when I get a little frustrated sometimes of getting, you know, losing too many Nash battles, it's like, <laughs> and then someone comes behind you and chainsaws you and you're like, ah, <laughs> cause you feel, that feels bad. Y'all. It feels yeah. real bad. It's like, I thought someone was behind me. I guess <laughs> not. Um, I, I love competitive games. It's so fun. Um, but yeah, it's just like a good way to shake things up. And I think it's just a great place for people who want to experiment more with the different weapons that are in gears. Cause they feel so, so good. And that's actually gotten me in trouble in the campaign. Cause I'm holding on to these like relic weapons that I love, but I, they don't make sense in these like kind of bigger waves that I know I'm about to face, but I still hold on to them anyway. Yeah. So this isn't necessarily those weapons, but it's still like different kinds of weapons for multiplayer that you don't necessarily always guaranteed to get. Mm-hmm. And so being guaranteed to get those kinds of things in a mode is just a lot more fun for me. What, um, what are your favorites, your favorite weapons? Marksa. I just like, just, just 
this TED. It's talk. funny you say this. <laughs> that and the, the bull talk and stuff. I think that speaks to oh, bull talk's uh, fine. to how well I, we talked about a little a little bit about this on last week's show about my campaign review, where I was talking about how I feel like that, you know so many weapons have been added to gears over the years, and including the the couple new ones from Five, they just they all integrate very well. Like mm-hmm. it, there's you've just got this massive pool of weapons in gears now here in gears five and and uh i made a point in my review saying like gears might be the only franchise where i'm still totally delighted to have the default weapon the lancer yeah mm-hmm. on me at all times even late in the campaign because it always feels good to get a chance to chainsaw someone and you mm-hmm. never want to have it out of ammo right. because you have the chainsaw. But like, yeah. I never use the marks, or very, extremely rarely, you, mm. I never chose it when yeah. I had options in the campaign. It's really hard. So it's like, you know, I'm not saying it's bad, it's just like it's that thing where there's enough to go around where yep. you love it and I can just avoid it and be super happy using other things. Yep, so I love getting headshots and gears. So <laughs> that's like kind of the perfect mode for it. So when I'm playing other verses, you know, I do want to like use my Nasher and like kind of sneak around and make do with my Lancer. And it's, it's a good thing, right? Um, but it's just nice to see that there's something different for every other person. Um, there's also co-op versus against bots, which it's like if you guys want to go train yeah. somebody who's new to it. Yes. Like there is definitely a very big messaging on, Hey, the coalition knows that games pass is bringing new people to gears. And that's why we got boot camp immediately when you start up and all these other things to kind of help ease new people into multiplayer, which is really great. <laughs> and that's only one part of my review. <laughs> and I didn't even get into like the super finite things. Anyway, I want to hear about horde. Yes. Horde is so that's my, fun. That's my favorite. It's so hard. Um, <gasps> You still can't pause. You can't really get a break, which is still such a bummer because it's like, guys, I really got to go to the bathroom, but we got, we got, we're like an hour into this. I'm just going to keep, just going to push through. Just, you can make it. It's like, you know, uh, we're about an hour and a half in now and I'm really hungry. And then, uh, one of the people I was playing, so I was playing with Arthur Geese, Mitch Dyer, um, Mitch's partner and another friend, James Faulkner. So all friends of the show. Yes. And, uh, Mitch had chili going all day. I was oh, like, God. guys, the chili is ready. I can smell it. I got to leave. And I was like, are you going to throw this game? We are so far in. We're so close to wave 30. You got to stick around. And like, of course, we eventually lost. But um, anyway. It was the chili, wasn't it? Thanks, it was, Mitch. It was Good job, the Mitch. Chili. You got real You're distracted. You're off the show again, Mitch. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very irritated. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I was also pretty hungry. I needed lunch. Um, but like just getting to that far is so fun, right? Cause like you're trying to figure all these new tactics, how do I handle the boss ways, how to set up. Um, but the challenge there too, is that you're constantly getting new maps. So you're trying, you're like, I haven't played Horde on the same map twice yet. Um, mm, nice. which speaks to how much I've played it, but also because it takes so long to get through one session mm. that it's harder to like get a lot of that in. Right. Anyway, um, what I really like about the big changes with this year's Horde, or I guess this iteration's Horde, is that characters specifically have their own classes, and it's not card-based. So it's not like you just pick a character and then you just slap a card on them and say, you're now an engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, because it has that, it kind of helps feel like you're building out their characters more, and their lines are kind of tuned to that a little bit as well. Um, so, for instance, Kat from Halo Reach is an engineer, and so she, her big thing is like building up everything and fortifying things and getting the turrets and getting everything set up. Um, the coolest of the characters though is definitely Jack. Like it was my favorite thing to play. And it was the one I probably spent the most time with. Um, so, the ultimate support character. Yes. <laughs> which 
you would think, oh, that sounds really boring. Like this is the one you hand off to the new person in the group and you're like, go be invisible. <laughs> Please don't die, but Just also pick way. me up. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but when in the hands of someone who knows what they're doing, it's really good. So um, Jack is cool because he is not treated like a normal character. He does not hold weapons. He has essentially like his little stun gun mm-hmm. and um, that can only be used for so much time before it overheats. Um, and But then he can also heal so he can repair uh, fortifications, but also recharge shields for friends. Um, He's like the mage. Yes. And, but he can also like move over things because he doesn't land. So there's no cover for him. So he just floats in the air and just goes over things. Mm. Um, but so that he's not always visible, he goes invisible since he can't take cover. Mm-hmm. And so that visible invisibility breaks if you like perform or do an action. Uh, but that's like a major way for flanking. He can also still pick up weapons and um, deliver grenades. them to people. Yeah. Mm, nice. So you can't pick up ammo, but you can pick up other things and deliver them. So there's this one thing called the forge. And if you upgrade that enough, you can like feed it weapons and it gives you power in return. Mm. And so what I was doing as Jack was at the end of a round, I'd be like, okay, what guns are you guys using? All right, you're not using all of these. So I would ferry all of them back and forth and get extra power because I'm not using weapons. So everyone else could be working on other things and I could do that. And that gives you defense points and such, right? Yes. And so um, his passive feeds into his um, active ability, which is he's able to take over an enemy unit and play as them oh. without taking any damage. Which is one of his abilities, the hijack ability from yes. the campaign that comes comes later. Yes, so what you do is if you mark enemies and they're killed, that recharges that ability faster. So it's like the constant chaining of, okay, kill this, kill this, okay, I can possess this. And hijacking the correct enemy is also really important because if you get a bigger one, you have them for a way shorter time. But if mm-hmm. you get like just like a smaller like juvie or something, you have them a lot longer. <laughs> um, and so it's like kind of about doing that damage and kind of figuring it out and like invis running over people to pick them up when they need it or just like, like kind of pairing with someone to heal them as they're like just suicide diving in somewhere and like getting a bunch of kills. It seems like so. for Endgame Strad, he's going to be very important. Oh, he's so important. And yeah. he's one of the few two that can help with some fortification stuff without having to buy like um, a repair tool, which is like 10,000 power, which is a lot oh. to invest in. So if you don't want to play with more engineers, you can have like one engineer and a jack and it's really good. So <laughs> yeah, there's- That all sounds there. wild. <laughs> anyway. so, so as Horde, you went over arcade, uh, traditional multiplayer modes. Just, yeah. And is there anything else? So I didn't even talk about the maps yet. And there's also uh, escape. <laughs> yeah. So- I knew there was Keep one. going, or yeah. this is yeah. good stuff. This is <laughs> I know. all gold. Sorry, I'll just to be keep spouting stuff it's, out. Um, but I want to kind of take a break and talk about the maps, which are awesome. Um, so there's only seven right now, but they're going to release new ones soon for free. Yeah, they're all um, all free. Yeah, they there's- committed. I didn't ever feel like I was playing the same ones too often though. Um, and because if you're in versus quick play, like their classic quick play, it just keeps queuing up different kinds of modes anyway. So you're doing different objectives and not necessarily always team deathmatch on different maps. Yeah. Do you, do you it have still any feels favorite? fresh. Um, I really like exhibit, which is one of the, I guess, weirder maps. Um, Cause it's two lanes as opposed to three and it's not mm-hmm. as like wide. It's really narrow. Um, it takes place in museum. And it's so cool. Like on either side, like they're, they're kind of different themes. Like one's underwater, one's underground themed. And um, there's like little gift shop stuff all, all torn up and very cute. And there's this um, lower level, which is like really narrow and kind of hard to get through. And then the upper level is this bridge area. And on the bridge are lasers that go vertically and horizontally. And they trigger if someone goes on the bridge. So you can hear huh. a trigger oh. that you know someone's on the bridge. <laughs> and... 
I've seen so many people die there and it's just the best. Cause it's like, you guys, have you not been paying attention that there's those, do you see those red lights? Did you see what just happened to that person? No. Okay. Just follow me in. It's great. And then there's a map with a train that hits people. Yeah. So that's called like their dynamic map elements. Is it called train? Called. No, <laughs> no, it's not called train. There was a train map in. Oh, I was here. just thinking yeah. that it was, uh, it was two or three, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, and so Gears has had like these like kind of interactive things yeah. before, but it's just really cool. There's one on um, Icebound. There's a storm that comes through, and so the oh. wind's strong enough to like mess up trajectories of like grenades. And oh, that was like like in the campaign of Gears yes. Four. Yes, yeah. and mm-hmm. then also on Icebound, which I noticed yesterday because I got killed by it, was um, there's you know in the campaign how you can like shoot ice and things can fall through. Yes, that can happen in that map. <laughs> So it's not deep water, but it's enough water that will start doing damage over time. It's like if you get shot through a certain area in the ground, it's like you have to get out. Yeah. So it's like kind of a cool way to break cover, right? Yeah. So anyway, there's just like all this really cool, like rich complexity to these maps. Um, and escapes okay. And I love, I love, and then, <laughs> I love hearing yeah. about map specific yes. things like yeah. that. Just yeah. like those one off map specific things. I also just love. I keep going back to like the design of yes, the cover is great and stuff. And it's, it doesn't ever feel like you couldn't get out or flank someone if they're like hiding somewhere, there's always tools to get around. Um, but I just love how they're designed and how they kind of like just further enrich Sarah and like the world of gears. It's like, Oh yeah, we're in a museum. This is great. And then there's <laughs> that one that was in the beta where there's like an arcade and you go through some little grocery stores and I just love seeing that. It's just the best. Yeah. It's cool. Well, and that still leaves Escape. <laughs> yeah, so Escape doesn't use any of those maps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I've already talked at length about Escape because I got to do um, our preview event for it. Yes. Um, it's been interesting seeing how it's changed just a tiny bit since then. Um, but still the same great mode. So Escape is the pretty much the inverse of Horde. Um, whereas horror takes a very long time, escape should take you a short time. It's be, it's timed. Yes. So it, it, has, to, it has to be a you short amount of time. You get out. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, escape features three new characters. They're called the Hive Busters. There's a, a comic about them with their backstory and some stuff in game. And uh, so what you got to do is you plant some venom bombs and you got to get out as fast as you can. Um, the thing is you have super limited ammo, super limited weaponry. You're all equipped, I think, with at least a pistol. Um, just one pistol. And then you got to go. So the thing there is that everyone also has passive and active abilities, but those still take time to charge. Um, And like knowing the strategy of how to use them together is kind of a challenge. Um, At lower level, lower difficulty levels, it doesn't really matter as much, but as you get higher and higher, it's super important. Um, Right now there are only three characters at the base. There's six. If you have the pre-order bonus characters so that's kind of where it comes into the challenge of like crafting a team. Mm-hmm. And uh, that challenge is very hard if you're not playing with people you know, cause, or if you don't have a mic plugged in. And that's kind of one of the limiting factors of escape. Is As not I found out in- at E3, that is accurate. Yeah, it's, like, it's <laughs> one of the limiting factors for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do, this is the hardest thing of like playing shooters post Apex Legends. I want to ping. Why yeah. can I not ping anything? Mm. Like it's so important to communicate in these sort of strategic things and not be able to say anything is so hard. Cause like, no, don't go this way. Go this way instead. Or like you I can, can tag ping a weapon. Enemies. Yeah, I can tag enemies and, gears, and weapons. But not, yeah. Yeah. And like, that's just like the one that I'm like, please give me this. I just need to communicate in some way. That's not with a mic. Um, but that aside, it's still like a super fun mode and I love getting through it and just kind of palling around with friends in a different kind of strategic way. Um, the thing is too with escape, 
Oh my gosh, I've been talking forever. Anyway. <laughs> this is all gold. Yeah, sorry. I hope you guys like my voice well enough. Um, with Escape, um, the coalition has one set map for so long um, and then they replace it with a new map. So it's kind of like a, I think it's two weeks. I, I don't remember okay. exactly what it was, but periodically the coalition will change out the map for a new one. And so then those have those leaderboards and then you can win prizes if you get so high on the leaderboards. Um, so that's the thing that's really cool about Escape is that it does keep changing up. Um, even if you reason, keep, reason we keep jumping back in. Yeah. And yeah. so there's also a randomness to even if you're playing it right now. Cause like every time I've played, I've had different enemies or different kinds of enemies usually come at me. So that makes things harder as well. <laughs> so you can't always plan for the same things to happen. So all told another fantastic, <laughs> you know, block <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of multiplayer from gears. Yeah. We were, you and I were talking about this, uh, earlier today and, you know, it's Gears and Halo have been the two pillar franchises for Xbox mm -hmm. for the last, well, since 2006 when, or, well, yeah, when Gears first came out. And, you know, I think we were saying that it's Halo has had higher highs with mm -hmm. multiplayer being just like absolute god tier, but it's also had some lower lows, whereas uh, Gears has just, right from Gears 1 on up to through now to 5, it's just always been steadily excellent. Yep, they know what they're doing, and it's great to see that and feel like these improvements and just see them, again, kind of do things that are a little bit more interesting for people who don't necessarily love the hardcore competitive stuff or very long sessions of board. Yeah. So, so 9.0 from yes. you for multiplayer. Multiplayer. Now we will, uh, I went to journalism school, so I will not be doing math there will be no math involved in the <laughs> final overall score. Same. I don't know but, what math is. Yeah. Nine for <laughs> multiplayer, 8.8 .8 for campaign. We're going to talk a little bit before you go, and then we'll have a final final overall score and review up here in the very not-too-distant future, you know, in the next day or two. Yeah. Probably. So look for that. The thing is we definitely try to take our time with these because we do need to see how um, online stuff shakes out. And, and, and it was rough there, for a bit but, this weekend. Yeah, like, we talked at the top of the show is that it, there were some problems with Xbox Live and just mm -hmm. like the gear servers. And I remember the Friday that was like trending on Twitter. It was like, yeah, I mean, if, if we had on. just come out with a, a overall review that factored in multiplayer right out of the gate, like we used to do and, and everyone used to do, uh, People would have, we would have been doing our audience a disservice with yes. all those uh, Xbox Live problems in those first few days. But now, you know, you get out there in the real world setting, mm -hmm. you see how it's going. And now it's, it seems like it's starting to smooth itself out. You, you know, put in the time on real world servers. And now, so, you know, we're just trying to be more, uh, just put in our due diligence and make sure we're, we're seeing everything as, the, the rest of the world sees it. Yeah, and I absolutely, especially with multiplayer modes, people are like, oh, you don't need that much time in it. It's like, no, you do need a lot of time too because you got to mm -hmm. see how like balance shakes out and like see all the different maps and actually get a lot of time with the different game types. So that way you can have a better understanding of everything and not just give it something like face value, like, oh yeah, that was those two were fine. Yeah. So never assume. And yeah, we just work really hard and I'm very excited about it and I hope you enjoy my review. Well, good stuff. Thank you, Miranda. Do you need to go now? Yeah. yeah, I really wanted to stay, but I got to finish <laughs> cutting a script and uh, getting ready for TGS. So we will see you on this show, and hopefully, I guess two weeks. Hopefully, if all is, all goes, I'll well. be back next week. Right? Really? So, no, well, not <laughs> next, not next week. 
You're crazy. Yeah. Wait, I'll be back yes. next week. Oh, okay, so I'm we, back in on Monday. Perfect. Wow, that is. See y'all soon. It, maybe your jet lagged corpse will be <laughs> we'll probably. I'll be. So this is the up excited, yeah, running on adrenaline, like yeah. I'm having a good time, and then next week will be the. I'm just like sipping on coffee for the <laughs> afternoon. So all right, we'll see you. Well, uh, have fun in Japan. Thank you. Awesome. Have a good time, guys. All right, gentlemen. Uh, yeah. Let's talk Borderlands Three. I have not played it because I've been in Gears Land as well. Gears so, Land. Gears Land. Population me. Uh, I want to hear about Borderlands Three. James Duggan, nine point mm-hmm. for IGN. That's an amazing score mm-hmm. on our on our scale. Uh, you guys have also been spending time with it. You know what's what did what did border what did Borderlands what did Gearbox get right here? Sounds like a lot. Uh, everything. I mean, it's really good. The humor is pretty good. There's a few sort of tongue in cheek moments earlier on, but it really opens up later in the game with some really really excellent jokes. Uh, I won't read it. I mean, you can experience those for yourself. But the gunplay, they just nailed it right. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. every gun you get is unique, and some are fun, and sometimes you just switch them out really quick. And I love that constant swapping or selling. And uh, the fact that they got that right just makes the whole game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I. It's funny we I booted up Borderlands Two over the weekend. Yeah, because uh, me and my wife had been playing through it, uh, the Handsome Collection, and I instantly I was like. For the first time ever, I was like, man, this kind of feels old. Like, <laughs> like the guns just kind of all feel kind of samey. But it's like Borderlands 3, every gun is like weirdly different. Even mm-hmm. if even if they're very slightly, they feel punchier. The quests don't feel like, hey, here, go do a thing. And it's three miles that way. And you so you're just like running. And <laughs> um, no, I like it a lot. It's a fun game. Boy, I'm so glad to hear that. I mean, it, yeah. it's, I have to say, if just in my little bubble on my Twitter feed with people. And I see it on IGN, like borderlands three is absolutely one of the most anticipated games of, of mm-hmm. this fall. Yeah. There's no, I have little doubt about that. Like people are fired up for this. They want it to be great. And it's so nice to see that it looks like it's uh it's pretty well a home run. Yeah, it's weird. When you think of the fall season, it, it it's like, we start looking at it and we think, there's these like huge like tentpole games and like two of them are already out of the way with, yeah. with Gears <laughs> and, Borderlands. and Borderlands. Yeah. Uh, what character did you play as? I only played as Flack. Oh, me too. I've so only played as Which Black. pets did you decide to have? I had, I had the spider ant okay. and then the fire bats. That's who I went with. You didn't do the same layout, <laughs> did you? Wait, are they bats? I thought they were like crows. Whatever, but Whatever. they're fire and you shoot them. And so yeah, and then, the, and then the little everything. spider boy that, that walks around. Yeah, and he yeah, passes those, the Yeah, those you. bats are just so satisfying because you're yeah. just like, and then he just like, like you you know, you're just like a beast master. For me, it was. He's a cool person. As soon as I realized Flack had pets, I'm like, Flack, he's the guy I'm going to go with, right? And he's got a lot. The skill trees all have like different pets and you can go about it different ways. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I went, yeah, health and then something, you know, ranged attack wise. Mm-hmm. With, uh, I'm trying to stack up my skill tree right now so that mm. my my crits like give me health and stuff like that. Mm. Just constantly statting into DPS while also statting into keep me alive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's that's the two parallels that I'm going for. Ryan, you've probably seen a lot of the pre-release coverage. Is there any character you're leaning towards? I mean, I'm always if there's pets involved, I'm yeah, pretty black. much always going to like it's hard black not to seems go that to be way. the one that like yeah, a lot of people are really yeah. excited for. He's but cool. Who else is there off the top of my head? And there's Amara, there's mm-hmm. Zane, and there's and the Moe's. Moe's. That was the other one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I really like the duplication. I almost went with him because it's just really neat that you can like clone your character and then that 
clone. Oh, right. Like also shoots the enemy. Mm-hmm. And then you can just teleport over there and switch. So when the aggro goes on your main character, you just jump behind him. Mm-hmm. And That's cool. That crit. Yeah. He, he's a really interesting character. Amara's like the mage. She like those super spiritual powers and things like that. And then, mm-hmm. uh, well, siren. Yeah. Yeah. And then wait, who else do we say? Uh, Zane. Oh, Moe's. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we talked before this game came out. He's a big ab- bear. About um, <laughs> how Gearbox was, what's the way to phrase this? Like, you know, they they obviously made a choice to not to not chase the looter shooter mm-hmm. destiny. Like, there's a, there's a world where Borderlands 3 could have easily been Destiny, an online Destiny division kind of game. And it's like, you'll see your favorite characters, and it's like, there is a narrative, but it's not. Right. And they they chose not to go that way, and instead, you know, this is a, again, I don't say this derisively, but it is a a traditional sequel. Yeah. It it takes Mm -hmm. Borderlands 2 and improves upon it and makes it bigger, better, more. But it, it sounds like, you know, that that you can't fault them for that choice. It sounds like they they did exactly what they set out to do, and that it's, it's so good. It's well, you know, and what's great about it is I've seen a lot of people asking, like, what if I haven't played one, two, and pre sequel? And it's like this is a totally fine game to jump into. Yeah. And they also made enjoy. movies. If you want to catch up, they have like little two minute vignettes about those games. Oh, I that love you can that. watch on mm-hmm. our channel. Gears has that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Gears yeah. has that too. So not in the game. Oh, you not have to like go okay. to YouTube. And Gears yeah. has it in the game. Yeah, which is even I better. really appreciated that. That's uh, too bad that they should. They, Gearbox should have put that in the game. That's, yes. There's a yeah. <laughs> minor criticism. Put that stuff in the in the menu. But uh, Borderlands is really hard for me to like sell to people. I mean, like, did you like Borderlands too? Did you like the first Borderlands? It's Borderlands. You're gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's really really fun. That whole looter shooter loop just is constantly there. I'm doing all the side quests to level up my XP and get the points so that I can stat up my characters. The guys are saying it's like a 30 or 40 hour campaign. So like that's meat just, on the bone. That's just mm. the core campaign. They yeah. had to stop doing side quests because they're like, I got to finish this for the review. Yeah. Yep. So they still have, have you played Proving Grounds? I haven't. I think you need to beat the campaign to access it, don't you? Oh, okay. I, I've played it extensively at, at a preview event. Yeah. And uh, it's cool. It's like you jump in with four people and you're playing as your character. So like you have your stuff. Everything just scales to you. Right. And then when you get the reward at the end, that's stuff you get to keep. So it's not like this side thing. And it's like you go through and it's like, I would say wave based, but it's not, but it kind of is. It's like you go to like, it's like a big room, right? And then you fight everything and then you proceed to the next room and it's all time based. So depending on the loot, it'll tell you like, get there in 17 minutes, get there in 15 minutes, get there in 13 minutes. And so however, however fast you are able to get there is what will give you the loot at the end. Nice. Uh, and apparently it can get really, really hard. They told us at the preview event, uh, oh, you guys won't beat it. It's very <laughs> tough. And just me and my coworker, Stella, beat it on our first try without even really knowing what was what <laughs> At was a preview on. event. <laughs> at a yeah. preview event with pre-built characters. Yeah. Who knows what it'll look like. Uh, they were setting you out. up. You fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. They were like, oh, it's oh, yeah. so hard. You won't beat it. Yeah. And then you're like, <laughs> it'll be so, really I love tough this game. Or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, fall for their marketing. I know, right? I'm so good at Borderlands. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Proving Grounds is really fun. And it's one of those things where it's like once you get to the end of the game and you if you don't want to just sit there and do side quests you there's still a way to to loot up and do all the good stuff Excellent. and there's yeah. new game plus still right 
See, there's only two people in I the office <laughs> who have had the time to go all the way through the campaign. Yeah, That's Brian Malkowitz, who loves Borderlands. He's a mm-hmm. big Borderlands fan. And James Duggan, who's actually on the review. So those are the only people that actually have beaten the campaign and unlocked everything. Because yeah. it's huge. It's a huge game. Yeah. And we also only have like four codes. Yeah, I kept uh, asking uh, Brian. I'm like, have you beat it yet? And he's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, I've been playing a lot of Greedfall, and I've been you mean like... You Brandon didn't beat it yet. What's that? You said Brian. Brian beat it. Brandon did not. Oh, no, I was talking to Brian. Oh, he must have beat it. He then. beat it over the weekend. Oh, well, yeah. see, I didn't hang out with him this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The last I talked to him was like Thursday or Friday. Um, I definitely want to play it, but I want to play it like... I'm going to play a co-op with my wife because that's how I played Borderlands 2. And so like, they were like, hey, do you want to try it out early? And I'm like, no, like, I'm going to wait. Well, good stuff, man. uh, So yeah, two great games, as you said, Mark. Just two big big players already out out there. And two double-A games, Greedfall and Control, already out. Yeah. All season's already over. I'm going to call Control a triple-A game. We talked about this. We did this. We had this yeah, rant Mark, already. you monster. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I know what you mean as far as it's I'm not sure. from a major publisher. And, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want to re- re-litigate this conversation <laughs> again, but because uh, we are already running out Get of time. Get him, Ryan. I, uh, <laughs> uh, control's really good. You should play that, too. I haven't even finished Control yet. I haven't either. Yeah, yeah I had to stop and do the Gears review. Not that that's, thankfully, that was a good thing. I had to stop playing a great <laughs> video to game to, to play p- another great <laughs> video game. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's job is hard. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> News-wise this week, uh, not as good a news, seemingly, but uh, Ikumi Nakamura, she's the creative director on Ghostwire Tokyo, mm-hmm. Tango Gameworks mm-hmm. for Bethesda. For you Zenimax. might remember her as the incredibly charming person yes, during the Bethesda software. One of the stars of, yeah. of Bethesda's E3. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was out there front and center. Yep. With uh, announcing this project, and she has departed the studio. Uh, she writes on Twitter after nine years as creative director and art director at Tango and Zenimax. Uh, I uh, here's one of the ends of the journeys. I learned uh, from the talented people. This is a translation, by the way. Uh, I learned from the talented people I've worked with and respect. Uh, contact me if anyone wants to work with me. So, you know, it's the fact that they had just announced this game. And made, you know, she was front and center on yeah. stage with the project, you know, leads me to believe this was not a planned, you know, there, there's something here. I'm not saying that there's anything nefarious, mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe she had some other opportunity come up uh, that even though, you know, I, even though she says she says contact, or, yeah. but, you know, maybe there's there could be a you know, I, I hate to say it. I, I hope this is the case, you know, kind of like a, a family you know, emergency kind of thing. You know, you just never know what it is, but it's, it's just an odd. There's something. Yeah, seemingly something's not quite right here. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't have put her on stage if mm-hmm. they knew she was going to be leaving like three months later. Regardless of what happened, I think she handled it the best way that she possibly could. Absolutely, and uh, she seems like an incredibly charming and talented person. So hopefully, somebody has reached out to her, or she has some stuff lined up. She definitely made an impression. Happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If it, if it wasn't for the Canaries, your breathtaking thing, I think she would have been the biggest. Like you know how every E three has that like breakout person. Remember that that moment? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it would have been her. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, wish her well. Absolutely. And and we'll uh, I'm sure we're going to be seeing more on Ghostwire Tokyo next year. This was one where. Mm-hmm. My since it's obviously a, a Scarlet 
title. It's uh, they're probably not going to talk about it again mm-hmm. until sure. Scarlet's officially announced, and then they'll kind of. Well, we really, never really got to even see the game itself. Right. Like it was like, hey, this is a game we're working on. Here's a scene from Endgame in Japan where everyone just, you know, <laughs> kind of went away. Right. Um, but yeah, we haven't seen the game proper yet. So and probably because yep. everybody knows it's a next gen game <laughs> yep. and the next gen consoles aren't officially announced yet. So we can't see them. Just remember, we can't see those games. It's spooky. It's spooky. It's uh, spooky. Tango Gameworks, man. They've done some good stuff so far. Next, uh, Resident Evil. There is a new Resident Evil of some kind yeah. on the way. Yep. Next story. As heavily hinted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Destin. <laughs> but no, just the... So there was a teaser for this Project Resistance that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's obviously the code name for this new Resident Evil game. Four high school kids fight some zombies. Yeah, and... and uh, <laughs> In a mall. It, <sighs> it definitely has some Left 4 Dead vibes, but that the, the trailer, I wonder if it's a 4v1 game. Yeah, you see someone like kind of like manning the controls in some other control room yeah, like to, oh to, release the monster to release the zombies set right the traps and, and then and then when it doesn't work that is the person that then becomes mr x right and so it definitely seems like it, you know i doubt that that's in the game itself like i don't know if you're like setting traps for people but it's like it's kind of a cheeky way to say like hey this isn't just you against, because then it would have just been Mr. X. It would have just been zombies coming right, out. exactly. Opposed to somebody setting like, the zombies coming out and becoming, yeah. yeah, and then becoming Mr. X. Yeah, yeah, totally with you. So that I, I'm actually more intrigued by this project after watching that. So that teaser did its job for me. If you're mm. going to tell from my rampant I, cynicism, I'm not that interested in this at all. <laughs> Thanks, Destin. <laughs> you know, not every game is for everyone. I know. <laughs> That's the beauty Just of video games. Just it out. You're excited. There, yeah, not. there are so many yeah. video games that... <laughs> We can find one that you're interested in as well. I'll stick with Borderlands. Thanks. <laughs> well, go play Destiny Shadow Keep. <laughs> yeah, October first, baby. Five year anniversary of Destiny today. Today, today. yeah, today. Actually, yeah. God, I can't believe it was. I so that means I interviewed Jason Jones five years ago, and you played the raid. Uh, you played Vault of Glass, or you? We watched that. No, well, yeah. Did at the time, it, right? I did. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, an off the record uh, thing. I, I got to get a little sneak preview. I didn't get to write about it at the time. Did I just do a bad? I don't think so. I think five years. Limitations is up on that yeah. one. Yeah, I got a little. I got a little sneak preview of the of the raid, mm-hmm. um, which is part of the reason why I was just like I was bummed. I never got to play it because you had to grind your face off to, no, <laughs> to yeah. even get to it but that that is the that raid is still my favorite raid i think first one yeah the, yeah. the only one. raid i've ever done it's hard to sort of go back to your first raid experience after you know you do the other ones they're always cool they're still one of my favorite yeah, oh, yeah. to play in destiny but uh that first one nothing had really been done like that on a console that's true you know like world mm-hmm. of warcraft had mm-hmm. their dungeons mark i know you played that a lot and like yeah. final fantasy 11 was out and I don't know about 14. I think 14 had come along, but nothing like this had been done before with a looter shooter. Six player. Um, yeah, six player raid activities on a console. It was really, really special for me to play and be there early on in the game. Yeah. So happy, so, happy fifth to Destiny. But, and then, the, yeah, we are, we are going to be finding out more about Project Resistance, probably including its actual name. Oh, right? yeah. We're Resident Evil that. blank. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be a TGS where Miranda is going. So we'll find out more. About this that. weekend, uh, you said destiny in my brain turned into oh, destiny yeah, mode. Went right into fire. Yeah. Team Welcome chat. to fire team chat. Um, and then 
and then the last thing I want to talk about this week, because again, it's been a little quiet in the whopping like three business days since we last <laughs> did a show, but uh, this is fascinating. So this is technically a Nintendo story, but it's also an Xbox mm-hmm. story. Yeah. Super Smash Brothers has uh, been adding characters left and right. A lot of interesting and eclectic fighters being added to the mix. Well, they got uh, a cool one. At E3, we learned that Banjo and Kazooie mm-hmm. were yeah. making their way in uh, the return of, of these beloved rare characters to the, to the uh, Nintendo platform. Well, we had a Nintendo Direct where they announced a number of things this, uh, this past week. And this Banjo and Kazooie being out and playable and in Smash was one of them. And what was really interesting here was that uh, Masahiro uh, Sakurai, the creator of Super Smash Brothers, on the Nintendo Direct, actively encouraged people to play Xbox, which was just (laughs) so neat to see. So he says, as some of you may know, the Banjo-Kazooie IP now belongs to Microsoft. Technically, they're a rival platform holder. Even so, they were happy for Banjo and Kazooie to join the Super Smash Bros. series. For that, I'm extremely grateful. Rare also welcomed us with open arms. So, if you want to play Banjo-Kazooie today, you can do so on Xbox. I know this is a Nintendo broadcast, (laughs) but please give the game a try on Xbox. Yeah. Which was just so cool to see. I mean, that's I love this new relationship. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we need to see more of. Uh, I, I... said a little I put a little congratulatory note to Phil Spencer on Twitter he was kind enough to reply saying hey yeah a lot of people were pulling for this myself included it's great to Mm. see and it's just yeah it's a total kumbaya moment for for the industry (laughs) but it's like this is the stuff you know we should we should take a minute here to celebrate because Mm -hmm. you know as gamers we're always there's a lot of this platform versus that platform and my exclusive versus your exclusive. And, um, I like my thing better than your thing, but like, this is so great that, that, I mean, especially if you stop and think about if you're, if you're right now, you're wanting, you're ready to just press stop and say, uh, I'm sick of hearing Ryan talk, which (laughs) I get it. But if you just, let me frame it to you this way. Nintendo and Microsoft are Mm -hmm. two, massive companies yep even if phil says i want i am okay with banjo and kazooie being in super smash brothers the amount of legal Mm -hmm. effort and business shenanigans that go into that it's a lot Mm -hmm. like to get you have to go through all kinds of sign-offs and it's like Nintendo can use them this way, but not that way. And mm-hmm. they can do this, but not that. And like, there's, there's so many weird little details that I'm not even privy to. They can announce him, but they have to plug in the direct to go play Banjo-Kazooie yeah, on I mean, Xbox. Maybe that's entirely <laughs> yeah. possible. I mean, I, I do, I mean, you, I know you're half joking. About it's, it. it seemed genuine. It, it did mm-hmm. seem genuine, but that's also, it, that could have happened. Mm-hmm. That could very well have been, well, you got to give us a plug. Yeah. In your, in your, like that could well, look happened. at, look at Sony and Spider-Man. Everyone thought that that was done. That's it. Tom Holland, Spider-Man, he's in the MCU. Nothing will ever change that. Yeah. Oh, that was always on shaky ground. <laughs> but I mean, like, that was like, never like locked. If you're, if you're inside baseball, sure. Yeah. For most people, they just think that's it. 
Spider-Man's part of the MCU. I, and I, it's like yeah. he had been in like five movies at that point. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, no, he's he's not that's there it. anymore. The deal's say, over. Business I'd is say over. most people don't even know what the MCU is. Like even that's a little inside well, baseball. Sure. The general audience just likes the Marvel mm-hmm. movies. You mm-hmm. know? But the, the point is, yeah, that, that this this Banjo-Kazooie thing, it's it may seem just like a nice, simple little gesture between mm-hmm. two companies uh, in the video game business respecting one another but and it and at its heart it may very well be that but just to even make that gesture a reality is a big deal and yep. i just think it's so cool that that uh you know i'm sure the lawyers had some long nights like on conference calls i mean granted they are nintendo of america and and microsoft are both in redmond they're like mm-hmm. they're like a mile apart yeah. they're super they probably had a lot of face to face meetings to hash all this out, but it's just so great to see. So they, they've been playing nice. Like I know Ubisoft doesn't; they're not a first-party company, but it's like the fact that Ubisoft got to make a Mario game. Yes, you know, and it's like they've been wanting it. So now it's just now Cuphead's got to come to Smash. <laughs> like that's oh, that's that, next. That would be cool. That's next. <laughs> how, how, no, that would be such a big deal for Studio MDHR. Mm-hmm. That up. Mm-hmm. That'd be I mean, cool. It's. It, it's Cuphead's on Switch, so it is. You know, the, the, it is the bridge is there. Yeah, the yeah. bridge has been constructed. Yep. It's a matter of crossing it. So I don't mean to bring it back to Destiny, but I'm going to for about two seconds. Uh, <laughs> Please. Uh, Pete Parsons and Phil Spencer actually are doing a, a strike challenge within Destiny. I don't know if that happened this weekend or it's on the way, but they also collaborated. So that's, that's great. Another example of you know a big studio head playing a game that he loves yeah. with uh, Pete Parsons over and, Bungie. And Phil does love Destiny. Like, mm-hmm. he's, yeah, you can, he play, tweets about you can it check a lot. His, his Xbox Live yeah. account. Yeah. Like, yeah, he plays a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I love seeing these sort of uh, uh, collaborations from, from any studios. Why haven't you gotten Phil Spencer on Fireteam Chat? What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, come on, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> Hit me up. Get, get it, we got to get yeah. him down here. Yeah. We just need to like lock him in IGN for a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfiltered, unlocked. Yeah. Fireteam chat. That would be an amazing perspective to have on Fireteam chat. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It'd be well, so interesting. Just talk to him as a Destiny if only, fan. Yeah. If only you yeah. knew people that knew how to yeah. get I'd a never, hold of it. I never even thought about it. That's a good <laughs> if idea. If only like you. <laughs> I'm thinking too small. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can talk about that later. All right. But um, yeah, good stuff. And then. Uh, on a semi-related note, this is also just totally in good fun, but Rare posted a picture of some some of the team from Obsidian, you know, a new a new member of the the Xbox Game Studios family, mm-hmm. yeah, visiting Rare's campus <laughs> in the UK, and uh, and so I, I immediately made like an all caps joke tweet of like. Banjo Three E RPG confirmed, <laughs> and Craig Duncan, who I know is listening to this replied with like a you know some sort of emoji like what are you doing to me Ryan <laughs> um and then, but then someone else had an, a way better idea than even a banjo 3 ERPG that obsidian could make with with rare's characters a kingdom hearts style game with all of the of the stable of rare characters oh hmm. interesting that would be so good <laughs> I wish I could. Uh, I'll have to find the person's name later to credit them. But anyway, I mean that that stuff happens at companies all the time, where people from one area of the company will Go visit. will kind of come yeah. in. Yeah, you, you sort of share ideas. And, Here's our workflow. Here's some yeah, stuff you could learn or tools. Yeah. You know, various things. So don't read into that. There's not necessarily any any like crossover projects going on. But I kind of want to throw out my own uh, yeah? narrative based uh, Sea of Thieves game. 
Like Sea of Thieves, oh, but single player the, RPG. Sea of Thieves, the RPG. Yeah, that could be cool. Yep, could be cool. Yeah, Mark, we did it. You did it. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. I've I love Sea of Thieves, but uh, I do too. I'd love for it to you know have a campaign like that, a proper one. That would be really good. It'd be cool. That would be really good. Oh man, I got one. Perfect dark, but good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've had to be fair. Zero was not bad. It just wasn't great. Yeah. It was fine. I would love uh, if they gave it the Tomb Raider treatment, basically. That would be cool. You know, the only thing is, I mean, in all seriousness, uh, I know you're, you're half joking, but like, Xbox doesn't need another first-person shooter or like a you know act. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. but they do need RPGs, Mark. <laughs> it's true. They do. That's why they bought two RPG studios. Yeah. <laughs> I want two. I mean, I'm really excited. I can't wait to yeah. see what they start cranking out from that. Yes. Stu- those studios mm-hmm. that were acquired. It's going to be oh. a really good next five to ten years. We've before. got the Outer Worlds first, which is yeah. not. Ooh. Exclusive, but sure. it's an, it's Obsidian's it's next October, game. Right? I it's, know that's it's, that's in a month and a half from now. It's very six soon. weeks that game's out. Yeah, in 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 the span of two weeks, we have Call of Duty, Outer Worlds, and Death Stranding. There, I plugged oh. Death Stranding on unlocked. Dang it, Mark. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's with you. October gets oh, yeah. nuts. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, for me, I've got the the last like. The top, the peak of the mountain, like climbing the fall games mountain. Like, okay, gotta play this one, play that one. November twenty second, Doom Jedi. Eternal. Oh, uh, Doom, Doom. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, Doom. Yeah, Jedi Order, Jedi Fallen Order is the week before. Okay, that's like the, okay. the second to last that stop on the trip. So that weird. is this fall. So that's November twenty second. Yeah, that's gonna be a the, great Thanksgiving break. Game. I, mi- I miss yes. the days when it was like two games during the fall season. <laughs> now it's like, it's just too many. Spoiled for choice. Yeah, it's, like, it's, I'll, I'll probably do Borderlands, Destiny, one, like Call of Duty or mm-hmm. one of the others, and that, and I'll have to do Death Stranding just to check it out. It's the Outer Worlds is, you're a big fan. Oh, I'll fan. do Outer Worlds. So we'll Absolutely. have to do Outer Worlds. Yeah, yeah. And then i really, really excited for Link's Awakening. Oh, me too, dude. <laughs> yeah. It comes out on my birthday, September oh, 20th. That, game, that game's right the around last, the corner. The last time that I remember a game that I was super excited about coming out literally on my birthday was, uh, is relevant to the Unlocked audience, was Gears of War 3. Uh-huh. came out on mm. September 20th of, I guess that was at 2000. Uh, 11 maybe i don't quite remember which year three came out um but yeah so link's awakening i never i've i never played it on game boy oh really I didn't play the game boy one I, i've been I telling have, people that's possibly the first game i've ever played nice. because really? the first thing i had was game boy and that was like i got that game and yeah. so that that's possibly oh. one of the first games i ever played that or kirby's dreamland one of the one right of those wow two. well lots of, yeah so much good stuff to look forward to this fall all right uh that will do it there uh, i know we have to get out of here in a minute or else our overlords in video production will yell at me uh so just my wife let's <laughs> yeah let's skip she's one of the overlords <laughs> we will save the loot box for next week let's quickly do trivia uh frequent listener regular listener josh gamertag chester chivo how's it going Josh? <laughs> that's pretty good asks this of you gentlemen which and maybe I'll maybe I'll give Miranda a shot since she was technically on the show. I'll give okay. her a chance to get a Let's point. Ask her at her desk or what? Yeah, I will. So, which Halo weapon was inspired by the Norse mythological figure Odin and has a Norse symbol etched onto its side? How well do you gentlemen know your Halo weapons? 
uh, if you have if you played enough multiplayer to have them seared <laughs> into your head like I have. Did the Spartan Laser have that? The Spiker, the Beam Rifle, or the Mauler? Do either of you know? Take it away, Mark. The Mauler is such a cool weapon. It is. The pistol shotgun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. I'm just going to say the Mauler because that's a dope weapon. Okay. See, I, I think it might be the Mauler. Um, beam Rifle makes sense if it's inspired by that character. But because it's mythology and that's a human thing, I'm going to go with Spartan Laser because it wouldn't make sense for the Covenant to do that. And I think Bungie might have been weird about it. I could be wrong, though. Solid line of thinking led you to the correct answer. Oh, yes. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Destin at 10 points, cracking double digits. I will give Miranda a fair chance uh, when, I, when we get out of here in just a few minutes to see if she can match you there. So at for now, Miranda at 6. Destin at 10, Brandon at 4. He'll be back next week, by the way, and Mark yeah. at 2 points. I'm like, Norse mythology, that's a human thing. The Covenant don't know anything about Norse. They wouldn't have any reason to. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, good stuff. Yeah, you you're, uh, had a good thought process there. If you have a cool Xbox trivia question, please send it in. I, I actually was having to scroll back a while to find a, a good one. So Thanks, if you, Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for some fresh material to, to tempt these these fine podcasters with. So send in an Xbox trivia question. Four multiple choice answers need to be with that. Note the correct one in your email. And you can email that to me at unlocked at IGN.com. And send it to me on the DL. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> do just kidding. Don't do that. Don't. Um, also, I actually, I got an update. The, the Unlocked Block Trivia Trophy oh. is nearly complete and will be on, on its way. Oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, we'll see. You're you're in good shape, but mm-hmm. it's uh, you have not clinched anything yet. So it. it's all starting to come together. We're heading into the the, the home stretch of 2019. Mm-hmm. Mark Medina, yeah. Do you want to promote, plug anything before we go? Um, sure. At Mark underscore Medina on Twitter, and I have been playing a ton of Greedfall. So if you see any Greedfall stuff on the website, check it out. Yeah, a uh, game that uh, we keep. You, you keep feeding the internet with videos. People are super interested in this game. So Yeah, it's really long, and it's but it's fun, and uh, I, I would say give it a shot. It's it's by a developer that you probably don't know too well, Spiders. Uh, it's If you like Dragon Age, I think you'll like Greedfall. It's, it's set in the 16th century, I it's, believe. It's, fantasy setting. It's all fantasy. Yeah. There's a lot of like... Uh, you know, in the first, depending on how many side quests you do, you meet like uh, the blood, like a bloodborne and ins- not inspired, but like they look like they could be bloodborne bosses. Mm-hmm. And like for the most part, you're you're fighting like giant wolves or, you know, maybe just other people. And then all of a sudden something will come out of the ground. And so it's cool. Good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Destin. Yeah, my job's weirdly been largely making sure that we're doing stuff and just assigning things out and traffic things and making sure that events have event requests and that Hall we, have, we have proper <laughs> staff for those events and all that good stuff. So follow me on Twitter at Destin Legary for none of that. <laughs> Probably just mostly dumb jokes. And when I'm streaming over at twitch.tv slash the Destin channel. Sounds good. Uh, you can find Miranda on Twitter at Havoc Rose, Havoc with a K. Give, mm-hmm. uh, give her a little fair promotion. Oh, look at that. There, it's put, the, there. put the lower third up. Thank you. And you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, yeah, I guess just look for the final. Well, look for Miranda's. I mean, you got the you got a, a, a 
a lot of it here on the show, but check out the video and or written version of her multiplayer review, and then you can find uh, my final overall review coming to IGN very shortly for Gears 5, and I think that will about do it. So for Miranda Sanchez, Mark Medina, and Destin Legary, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This was Unlocked Episode 410, and we will see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.